Let's talk Cruton. It's not as bad as people are making it out to be. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Fun show today. We'll be joined by our recruiting expert. More on him in just a moment, and then we will chat with Auburn baseball pitcher Blake Burkhalter. Let's get into it. Joining us now, John Garcia, national recruiting writer for Sports Illustrated, and now our uh, Locked On Recruiting Insider. Welcome to the family, brother. Good to be uh, on with you on both fronts, Zach, of course. You That's know, right. uh, always, always want to talk some ball with, with guys like yourself, no, no doubt. No, that, that means a ton. That means a ton. All right, so Auburn got some cool news on Sunday. Got a, got a big-time safety, or w- what I assume is a big-time safety. I'd love to hear your thoughts on Terrence Love, the, the four-star safety out of Georgia. What do you like about this guy? Well, I, I see where you're going there with. Well, I think he's a safety. Look, six foot three, near 200 pounds already uh, as a junior going into a senior year of high school there at Langston Hughes uh, in Georgia, as you mentioned. This could be a very interesting position projection down the line. But as far as what we know now of of Love, he is a safety. He is a guy who can play all three phases of the defense. He's very comfortable coming downhill, playing the alley, playing inside the box, but. You watch this tape and you see a lot of ability in the passing game as well. This isn't just a big oversized, you know, linebacker at the, at the high school level. This kid gets interceptions. He is smooth down the field. You watch his hips. He can flip them with a running back, a tight end, maybe a slot receiver. And he's just so darn big. 6'3 at the high school level really stands out on the defensive side of the ball. You don't see that in the back seven very often Uh, and what i love about him zach is that he plays a lot of offense you know they line him up at wide receiver they're like hey six three let's do this jump ball right cover that high school defender yeah exactly so you know you get more ball skills and you see you know the overall football player-ness of a guy like terrence love and that's what you love about a kid like that because he's he's going into college where in this day and age zach these positions are less defined than they've ever been. You know, right. safeties are linebackers, linebackers are nickels, nickels are corners, corners are safeties. It all kind of blends together relative to the defensive package. So I love getting guys like this if, if I'm an Auburn fan because he's going to play probably a different position on all three downs if the defense allows him to. And you need guys like that to win in, in a league like the SEC. Uh, that, that, that goes without without saying much else. Uh, he's physical against the run, comfortable against the pass, and has a frame that you can work with. You either bulk him up and he's maybe more of a conventional linebacker, but he still has that safety pedigree so he can stay on the field on third down as as a cover guy, which is really valuable in in any league. Yeah, no, coverage ability at a linebacker spot. Yeah, give that to me. Auburn has missed that uh, over the last half decade or so. But so, uh, you know, John, I've read a, a bunch of different reports on this kid after he committed. And some folks believe that he truly is a linebacker when you talk to to folks that covered his recruitment uh, I mean it sounds like Terrence wants to play safety it sounds like Auburn sees him as a safety I mean will they try that first I mean you you, you mentioned you can go either way with his frame 
you got to think they're going to try to keep him lean and mean, right? You, you start at safety and you go from there. It's where he's most familiar. He, he's played at a high level. Langston Hughes played great competition in the state of Georgia. And, and again, just because you're labeled at one position doesn't mean you can't flirt and blend with other positions down the line. It's much easier also to add weight, you know, and then, then saying, hey, you got to stay at 200 pounds. You know, let him add some weight, but cap it at some point. And then if you go all in on linebacker down the line, maybe his second year, now you can add the weight relatively easy with an SEC strength and conditioning program and nutrition program like Auburn has in place. But, yeah, he wants to play safety. Uh, he, he models his game after Cam Chancellor, which was really uh, the Makes original sense. hybrid, right? Like the original, you know, physical enforcer hybrid. You can't do a lot of those things in football anymore because of the rules. But, you know, 6'3", 200 pounds sitting back there will make a receiver think twice uh, before the snap is even made. So I do think that there is – a value to keeping him in the back end. It's it's all going to be up to him ultimately. How athletic does he stay as he adds some weight? Because it's just a matter of time before you add uh, some bulk to a frame like that. So it'll be interesting to see, and I would imagine there would eventually be a position change, but I think you start out where, where the kid is most familiar at safety. John, we talk about momentum all the time in virtually every aspect of any sport, which is great. I love that. Um, Recruiting, though, I mean, you hear it. I mean, it seems like these commitments typically come in batches. And a lot of Auburn fans are, are upset that Auburn only has two guys committed right now. We can jump into that topic in a second. But, you know, does a, does a decision like this kind of cause any sort of ripple effect where Auburn fans can kind of be hopeful about some other guys' decisions over the next few weeks? Well, Langston Hughes in general has a lot of top prospects, not only in the 23 class, but even beyond in 24 and, and even 25. So that is always good to have an Auburn Tiger in a Georgia powerhouse. And I think that's why you saw the staff so excited over the weekend after he committed. Right. You know, you, somebody was hashtagging the Peach State pipeline and all that. And look, Zach, you know, to be great at Auburn, you have to win in the state of Georgia. You have to win in the state of Florida. And then obviously you have to keep some Alabamians within state lines. Those are the three states for the Auburn Tigers. It's always been like that for, for the great Auburn teams. And this administration knows that uh, at AU. So getting into Georgia is a great second place to go on the commitment list. And look, there's a lot of Peach State guys that the Tigers are in on. I, I don't know if, if he has a, you know, generic ripple effect, like, hey, I committed, so now you're going to commit. It's, it's not that simple. Yeah. But it does provide some validity to those guys, not only at Langston Hughes, but in the state of Georgia, uh, because of that familiarity with Auburn. Again, I mean, you're going to get Georgia kids on campus seemingly every weekend. So having one on board as a commitment makes a lot of sense. Uh, and, and look, he, he's a popular guy, had 30 scholarship offers, been getting offers for 18 plus months. Uh, so people know who Terrence Love is. And, and I think that adds to the value for sure. Auburn had a chance to get a third commitment added to that class earlier this week. Chris Vizena, the the very, uh, I mean, you kind of talked me into being excited about. It. I mean, a stud, absolute stud. When you look at what he was doing at Briarwood Christian up in uh, up in Birmingham, but had Auburn in his final six, ultimately chose the Clemson Tigers. He chose the wrong Tigers, John. But you know <laughs> what? Um, where does Auburn go following that news in your mind? Well, yeah, there's a lot of quarterbacks that are still waiting to find their spots. And I think in the region, there's a very good crop that are still certainly uh, available. I wonder if Auburn kicks the tires on Marcel Reed up in Tennessee. I know Eli Holstein, when he decommitted from Texas A&M, had a bevy of schools 
try to get involved. Auburn has offered Dante Moore, who's the top quarterback in the Midwest. And it looks like he's going to take his time now making a decision. So that could be if Auburn's going to make a move and climb slowly somewhere, Dante Moore could be a a great target for that. And and he's one of the best in the country. If he takes all five officials, maybe you get him back down to the Plains uh, after he visited on a bus tour just a couple weeks ago. So there's certainly uh, some interest there and some familiarity uh, with Brian Harson and company. So I do think that's that's a potential avenue uh, for the Tigers as well. But I do think that there's other groups that are going to have, have movement that are going to trickle down to where Auburn can, can successfully land a quarterback in this class. But look, you know, Auburn and Clemson were kind of in that same boat where they were like, Vizina's the guy. And then after that, we'll see. So we're, I think we're still in the we'll see part for Auburn, um, but there's plenty of, of kids that will be interested uh, and you just wonder who they're going to get on campus. And there's a kid in Georgia, Dylan Lonergan, who's a two-sport guy, great baseball player, which okay. Auburn is certainly familiar with, football, baseball, combo guys. Sure. You know, he's a guy that I could see the Tigers beginning to push a little bit more for. And the kid wants to play baseball at the next level. And that's something that I'm not sure every other school on his list, mainly Alabama and Georgia, I'm not sure if they'll fly with something like that. But I think Florida, a school like Auburn, can certainly sell that and, and try to make up some ground here in the meantime. So it's a great year for quarterbacks. This is my favorite year at the top since 2018, which was the Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields year. So it right. is very deep. It, it will get better for Auburn, but certainly when you lose an in-state kid, it, it does hurt. And, and there's there's no mistake that the Tigers wanted the Zena on their roster. All right, we'll continue our conversation with John in just a moment in Auburn Cruton, but I want to tell you about our friends at Athletic Greens. I ordered Athletic Greens uh, a little over, about two weeks ago, and it, it came in the mail about a week ago, and I've been taking it about five or six days so far, and I can already tell a difference in what all it's doing for my body. Athletic Greens combines every kind of nutritional supplement you may need and combines it into one. So really, it's allowed a lot of my multivitamins and other vitamins that I was taking. It's combined them all into one. It's made more room in my cabinet, and it's something I will be taking for a very, very long time. The mixture that Athletic Greens sells is called AG1, and it is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. And look, I know we're all you know, struggling at times to take care of ourselves, but this is something that's very easy and very simple to do, and there's really no reason not to do it. Athletic Greens is a climate-neutral certified company. In 2020, AG purchased carbon credits that supports projects protecting, uh, protecting old-growth rainforests, so I mean, they, they care about the environment as well. And so to make it easy to take care of yourself, you can go to Athletic Greens dot com slash college and they are willing to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase i got them it's a little dropper you just drop it in your uh, your drink after you make it all you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash college that is athleticgreens.com slash college to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the 
Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. John Garcia joining us on today's Locked On Auburn. So I guess this is more of like a recruiting philosophy question. But how important is it for Auburn to land a top quarterback in this class? I mean, they've got a bunch of guys that are going to be here for a few seasons. It looks like they can't use their their free transfer anymore. Then obviously Holden Gurner, um, I think the world of him. I think he's going to be a really good player for the Tigers. I hope it's for the Tigers. Um, how important is it to, to get a quarterback this year, the year after you got a guy like Holden? You have to bring in a quarterback every year. There's Now you, you can't get away with skipping a year or two because of the validity of the fluidity, I should say, of, of the quarterback position. You know, these quarterback rooms change, it seems like every few months now, right? With the portal. I mean, JT Daniels just jumped on with, with West Virginia today. I mean, who called, who saw that coming six months ago, right? right. So, yeah. you know, it's there's so much fluidity in the quarterback room that you have to stack guy after guy because you know there will be attrition. And Auburn has obviously dealt with that as much as anyone over the last 12 months or so. So you have to stack Gariner with another capable quarterback. But you know, maybe you say, hey, I, I will do a different type of skill set. You know, Gariner, pocket guy, great feet, efficient, smart. Maybe you go with more of a run first guy who's a more developmental passer. You know, you know maybe something like that will, will fit the mold a little bit in terms of countering and building a quarterback room. But either way, you, you have to get a name. You have to get a guy who can come in and, and be capable in some way, shape, or form because you just never know how quarterback rooms are going to shake out from really one month to the next these days. Uh, and we're going to see it a lot here in the next few weeks. These spring yeah. games, yeah. half of them are over. The other half are coming up the, the next week or two. And the portal is going to have another influx. So quarterbacks will not be uh, spared from that one. Right, right. John, before I let you go today, let's talk a little bit offensive line, specifically yes. Clay Whedon. Uh, he's from Tampa, isn't that right? He's a, he's a Tampa kid or from he Florida. Is, yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. Carol, so, Carol Day. Yep. Yeah. What do um What do we think about a, a a kid like him? I think Auburn fans need to keep a close eye on, on Clay. You know, you talk about a fit. Uh, he loves the style of Auburn. He's taken multiple trips on his own dime. He's already set the official visit to come back. In June, so I think the Tigers are in, in really good shape. You know, I think he's a kid who's more likely to leave the state of Florida than stay in it, although the Hurricanes just got him on campus as well. And we know, you know, you have an offensive line-minded head coach that certainly holds weight with, with Mario Cristobal. But if and when he leaves the state, I think Auburn, Michigan State are probably the two schools to yeah. keep the closest eye on. Uh, and those are the two officials that he has set up at this point for the month of June. And I think the timing there is going to be critical. So, you know, you're going to get them on campus one more time and we're starting to get the feel. I was talking to somebody in Tampa this morning, starting to get the feel that he wants to be done before Carolwood day opens the season in August. So That'd if you get a June official and maybe a July decision, you're, you're in good shape. If you're the Auburn Tigers, uh, he's, you know, he's, he's from Tampa, but he's, he's got more country style to him. You know, he's got the like beers going. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think, I think there's, there's a fit there. Uh, off the field as well with Clay. I mean, he keeps coming back to campus, so he really likes what's what's being sold to him there on the plains. And you don't have to be from the state or even from the region to know what playing SEC football means, especially up front. You know, and when you're six six with two two ninety eight, three hundred pounds, uh, that means a lot. And obviously, Auburn side, you know, you, you need offensive linemen. I mean, this has been for two three years now. We're like, hey, Auburn needs to ramp it up 
on the O-line. So dipping into Florida, again, another pipeline okay. state would be really critical for a guy like Clay. I mean, you, you mentioned his measurables there, 6'6", six, six, just south of 300 pounds, depending on where you look. Um, is that an offensive guard? Could he scoot out and play tackle? What do you, what are you thinking there? I think guard is certainly the floor uh, for Clay. I mean, he's yeah. he's probably not going to get smaller uh, over the next year and a half. So, you know, he'll be 300 plus. But let me tell you, this kid is a grunt in the weight room. He carries that weight really well. He's got the height uh, to carry it well. So I do think he can maybe play on the right side of the offensive line um, at tackle. But guard is certainly the floor for him. But, but he's moved around in high school, four-year starter, at the varsity level. Uh, so he's got some, some tackle upside down, down the road, but I think the floor is, is certainly at guard for clay. He, he's a baller. I mean, he's, he wants to be, he, he wants to play with that style that he presents with his aesthetic. Um, he wants to maul and, and be there in the muck in the trenches. And, and that's another reason why he likes Auburn. That scheme wants yeah. to be a little bit more, more balanced. It wants to be a little bit they're more trying. run first. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so there's, there's a connection there. Right. And then, you know, to the Auburn fans watching or listening to this right now, John, um, that are concerned that Auburn only has two members of its 2023 class committed so far, what would you say to them? It's too early, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to spell out the whole Aaron Rodgers press conference from a few years ago, but let's just relax. Just hang tight. It's the spring, and it's the spring where the portal is king. You know, it's really – dictating the pace for just about everybody look across the state they've got a couple commits over there as well in total so everything's at a bit of a slower pace quarterback is certainly one of the big focuses the trenches as well those will start to develop into the summer months most of these kids want to be done before their senior season but now you could take official visits starting in april take more in june i think a lot of kids are going to take advantage of that before making these verbal commitments so i wouldn't worry about the volume just yet especially with some time left in, in spring ball where there's going to be more attrition. So your needs can also shift. And I think a lot of schools are leaving room to allow that fluidity to happen. John, you're incredible as always, my friend. How can people find you and, and read all of your content? Well, when I'm not hanging out with you here, uh, I'll be on si.com slash college at SI All American via all social media handles. And my handle is just my name, John Garcia underscore JR. Yep, easy as that. And if you're interested in recruiting info and John's takes on other schools. He's hopping on a ton of different college shows throughout the Locked On Podcast Network. So thank you, brother. Anytime. All right, great stuff from John. Uh, that should be a weekly thing moving forward. If there's certain recruits you want us to ask him about, um, reach out to me. Let me know in the Discord or on Twitter. Um, some of you have my phone number. Um, just let me know if there's certain players that you want to get kind of his perspective on. We'll jump into our conversation with Blake in just a second, but got to tell you about our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all betting, stats, and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering info from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Check it out. BetOnline, where the game starts. Joining us now, Blake Burkhalter. I mean, you guys have been off to... An incredible start to conference play. That's got to feel good going into uh, this weekend when you guys travel to Mississippi State. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're really excited. Uh, we're start, we can feel the team start, like, linking together, you know, and that's always good, uh, especially this early on in uh, conference play. So we're really excited to go into Mississippi State and uh, kind of see what we can do there. Sure. Yeah, I mean, just watching you guys, it seems like you're starting to – 
kind of come together. It seems like you guys really enjoy each other's company. And I mean, was there a turning point this season where you guys kind of realized like, okay, we can, we can really overachieve based on what everybody, what everybody was saying about this team going into the season. Uh, for sure. Um, I mean, Ole Miss, honestly, uh, Okay. We, once we beat them really bad the second day, we were like, I mean, we know we we know we had the like potential to do it. Uh, we didn't come out the third day swinging like we uh, were hoping to. We didn't come out with the pitching we were hoping to. Uh, but we all knew like, all right, we we have a chance to do something big. Um, coming into the start of conference play, like we were, I think we were ranked last, like out of the coaches poll, the SEC coaches poll had us like ranked last. Um, so that kind of had a chip on our shoulder as well. Um, so we were really fired up and then we go into Texas and beat them there. And that really, that really got us going. Uh, so we're really excited for it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, uh, I think what you guys have done so far has been really impressive and obviously a long way to go, right? I mean, several series left. I mean, uh, you guys are still hungry, but what is it like to go on the road in the SEC? I mean, we hear from players and coaches and I guess the results speak for themselves too. how hard it is to win on the road in the SEC. What about it makes it so difficult, Blake? Um, just the atmosphere when you get in that ballpark. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, the fans are fired up to be there and they don't want you there. And they made that well known. Uh, yeah. I mean, the whole time you're down there in the bullpen there, they got fans just sitting there just, Yelling at you the whole time, just trying to get in your head. Uh, I mean, some guys it works with. I, I really enjoy. It. I don't know. It kind of gets my. I, I was about to ask. Like, I, I think I would enjoy that too, just to kind of be in the middle of it all. Yeah, sometimes it's pretty funny, but uh, you know, like getting out on the mound and they start their chants. It's just exciting. Like the drill yeah. starts going, and it's like, all right, this is this is what you're here for. Like, this is why you play in the SEC. So for crowds and atmospheres like this. And when you're pitching, I mean, it's a high stake. Um, situation as far as, you know, pitching late into a game. Uh, but, you know, when they start their chance and you strike somebody out, I mean, and, and they just kind of go quiet, there's got to be nothing better than that. Oh, yeah. Uh, just hushing the crowd. Hushing the crowd is pretty fun. Um, yeah. But, I mean, any anytime you can get in there and do the job, it's exciting. Right. It's exciting to uh, help your team uh, win the game. So Sure. What's the weirdest thing? Can you recall any weird things that people have yelled at you? Yeah, some lady at LSU was like yelling. She was yelling my stats for this year, and I mean, they're not bad. I, I don't know. I thought it was weird. She was like yelling how many strikeouts I had and how many walks and all this, and I was just like, "All right, like, like appreciate you telling me my stats. Like, um, this is good." So yeah, no, I, nothing, I think nothing weird. too weird, but yeah, no, I, I mean that's that's pretty weird. Why why is she doing that? Um. Yeah. Blake, what's it been like playing, you know, a, a D1 as a D1 athlete playing collegiate sports during this time of NIL? I mean, NIL Auburn has really changed the game for Auburn athletes. Um, how has that impacted you? Um, it's been pretty big. Honestly, when NIL first came out, I didn't really know if I was going to get any kind of deals or anything. Uh, but then they reached out to me and uh, it's been really exciting. I've I've uh, really enjoyed it. Um They've gotten with a lot of athletes. I got with a lot of the team, and all the teams pretty much enjoyed it. Uh, like, it's it's exciting. This is an exciting time for uh, college sports. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. And I think it's awesome for fans too to get more access or potential access to players. I, I think it's uh, I think it's been great, and especially for um, 
for baseball, I would imagine, just because the scholarship setup is so bad and, and, and ridiculous. Um, so, I mean, I, I think it's great that NIL Auburn is able to help you guys out with that as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, they're, they're saying, I mean, pretty much like in years coming, this is pretty much going to be like another way for another scholarship or multiple scholarships for the team. So this is going to be big for baseball especially. Totally, totally. Blake, how have you seen your game develop from last season to this season? Uh, definitely a lot more command. Last season I had trouble. I had a lot of walks. Um, and over the summer I was really working on that, just like throwing strikes because, I mean, that was the difference maker last season. Uh, and I, I worked on it a lot. I came in this fall and I was uh, able to throw strikes a lot. Um, trying to just keep my walks down, honestly, just attacking the hitters. Uh, and that's really helped just get ahead of these hitters uh, this year and, you know, keep that ratio down a little bit, strikes to walks, uh, strikeouts to walks. And um, the cutter, honestly, the cutter mm. has been a big piece of my arsenal that I picked up this summer. Uh, Huddy was trying to help me out with it last uh, last spring, and I didn't throw it in game any. I didn't have a good feel for it. I worked on it. I went this summer and worked on it. And uh, this fall it was consistent, and it's been helping me so far through the season. So really excited for that pitch. So, so is most of that as far as working on command and that ratio that you're talking about, is most of it the physical side of it? Or, I mean, I imagine as you become older as a player and get more experience, your, your preparation as far as, you know, how to attack different batters and the research going into the game, I, I imagine that's an element of it too that helps. Yeah, uh, definitely had to adjust myself physically. So I had to change yeah. my st uh, like stance a little bit when I came set on the mound. And honestly, it was just getting out there and throwing off the mound more. So it's tough for pitchers. You can't go out there every day and just literally just pound the zone. But I like to get off the mound every day um, and just get like 10 to 12 pitches, just working on command. And that's really helped improve it a lot. Um, sure. But then, yes, definitely um, mentally, just once you can see that the piece is starting to fall into place, it's the confidence that you can build off that. Once you know, like, yeah, I can command these pitches then you can just go in there and have confidence that you know like you're going to get these guys out. What's it like working with Tim Hudson? I mean, obviously an Auburn legend. I mean, an Atlanta legend as well. What, what is it like uh, getting to work with him as much as you're able to? Man, it's exciting. You know, I grew up watching Tim Hudson. Like, I would, sure. I would watch the Braves all the time. And whenever Tim Hudson came in, I was, I was super excited. Like, he was my favorite pitcher. And it's kind of – I mean, it's surreal, like, He's in the dugout every day. He's cracking jokes with us. He's he's fun. Everybody loves him. Everybody loves hanging out with him. Like he'll do anything for you. Um, and he knows what he's talking about. Like he kind of he brings that mental aspect. He's been in the big leagues obviously for a long time, and he just he can kind of give us tips and pointers and like he he helps my pitch ability a lot more. Uh, he definitely helped progress it as I've been here and I've gotten a lot better about that. Sure, Blake. Uh, preview this Mississippi State series. For us, I mean, obviously, we all know how strong of a baseball program it is, and you know they're uh, they're the reigning national champions. What's it like going to to Starkville um, to play a team like them? Yeah, they're they're missing uh, their big arm, Landon Sims, obviously. Um, yeah. But other than that, I mean, they're pretty. They're still a pretty solid team. Um, and it's going to be exciting, you know, Starkville. That, that place goes crazy. Everybody's talking about how crazy it's been. I've never gone uh, before, so it's going to be an exciting series to go to. Um, but, I mean, I definitely believe in going there and win that series. 
uh, especially how we've been playing. We just got to go in there and pound the strike zone and keep the bats going. Timely hitting. Yeah, no, and you guys have been all over that. There's no question about it. Blake, thank you so much for your time, man. I know you're busy during the during the season, and you guys are um, going out of town soon. You got a game tonight when, uh, when we're talking. So best of luck with everything happening this week, and hopefully I get to chat with you again soon. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. All right, that does it for today's show. Something a little different. I enjoyed it. Let me know if you guys enjoyed it. We will kind of put that in the rotation every single week. Once again, I do this for you guys. And I, I meant to mention this on yesterday's show, but yesterday's show was episode 1000 of the podcast. How crazy is that? That's really, really cool. Thank you guys that have been there um, very, very early. And there's a handful of you. And I really, really appreciate that. So uh, we'll continue on. So I guess this is 1001. We will uh, have 1002 tomorrow with Justin Ferguson. All right here on Locked On Auburn. See ya.